Hello, friends, and welcome to the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we believe that resilient leadership is not just a good idea, it's absolutely required. I'm your host, J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. Recently, there have been a lot of incidents of abuse and even physical violence on airplanes. The news is reporting on this with regularity. In fact, I heard an FAA report that over 70% of these fights and issues and problems on airlines are over the mask mandates on these flights. A few weeks ago, I was helping to facilitate a board retreat in the mountains of Colorado for a fantastic organization that I highly respect called Cause I Love You, based in Colorado Springs. On my flight home from Denver, I, along with others on the plane, experienced something that marked us deeply, and it has stayed with me since then. As we all shoved on our, shoved our carry-on items in the overhead bins and we plopped down in our seats and put on our seatbelts, we heard a male voice over the loudspeaker say, those of you in the back, can you hear me? If so, can you give me a thumbs up? All right, good. I looked up from my book. In fact, everyone looked up to the front of the plane. Down the aisle, we saw a middle-aged pilot with silver hair standing up front with the phone or the overhead speaker, the intercom, up to his mouth, and he was looking at all of us down the aisle. The whole plane got quiet. The pilot smiled and said with a warm, personable, and pleasant voice, I want to take a moment to personally thank you for being on my flight today. I also want to take a moment to share something personal with you. Recently, I arrived home after three weeks in the hospital from COVID and double pneumonia. I honestly didn't think I would make it. Then the pilot said, COVID is real. Masks are important. And it's why I'm asking you to cover your nose and your mouth with your mask on this flight. You may feel like it's not that big of a deal, but we all have relatives and neighbors and coworkers who have vulnerable immune systems. And let's make sure we care for each other, especially on this small enclosed space that we call an airplane. And then he went on to say this. He said, I'm also asking you to show respect to your flight attendants. They've been tasked by the federal government to make sure that you're not only safe, but also healthy. Let's help them because they didn't sign up to be the mask police when they took this job. Let's treat them with utmost respect because ultimately they could save your life. And then he paused for a moment and then he said, we are a traveling community for the next few hours. Let's respect each other so that we can get to Philadelphia without issue or incident. I will do my part, and I ask you to do your part as well. Since the flight attendants want you to be safe, could you just take two minutes to hear their safety instructions? Yes, the federal government mandates what is being said here, but it's crucial for all of us, so let's pay attention to what they say. And then he ended by saying, I'm here to help you and to serve you. Thank you again for trusting us with your travel. I never take that lightly, and I appreciate your trust. Thank you. And when he finished, he hung the phone back up on the wall and he began to go in the cockpit and he, and as he did everyone, and I mean everyone on the flight broke out into thunderous and longstanding applause. The woman across the aisle from me, I looked over and she was wiping away tears. The pilot only spoke to us for about three minutes, but it was powerful. And as we pushed back from the gate and onto the tarmac, I wondered what just happened? How did that pilot command so much attention that you could hear a pin drop for those few moments? I pulled up my journal and I just began to jot a few things down and I realized he did several things when he spoke. 
The pilot did something vastly different from the norm. Has a pilot ever come out and spoken directly to you and your fellow passengers on any flight that you've been on before? That was a first for me. But he also made eye contact with us. He showed us that he really cared. He was personal. He was not monotone or business-like or stoic. It was a warm and authentic way that he spoke to us. He told a vulnerable story of how he didn't think he would come home alive from that hospital. He challenged us to honor others, and he called us into a community. I've been thinking about that phrase that he said, we are a traveling community for the next few hours. To him, we weren't just uh, doing a routine flight from Denver to Philly. No, we were engaged in something bigger and more personal. And he reminded us of purpose. He clearly defined why, why we wear a mask, why flight attendants are here, why we need to respect one another. And he spoke with humility and gratitude. He was genuinely grateful that we were with him on this flight. It was almost as if it was his first time flying, even though he'd probably completed hundreds, if not thousands of flights safely already in his lifetime. And all of this, if I could describe briefly what that pilot did on our flight is he humanized what is normally a dehumanizing experience. You know, the road announcement and the greeting from the cockpit, who sounds like they're bored out of their mind, so they say it as quickly as if to communicate, let me finish this required announcement as quickly as possible, because I don't want to say it any more than you want to hear it. Instead, he humanized us. He saw us not merely as passengers or paying customers, but more importantly, as real people, people who mattered. He could have gotten on the intercom and said, listen up, there will be no issues with masks on this flight. Do you hear me? But he didn't shame us. He didn't threaten us. He didn't give us a lecture. He shared his heart, his story, his love, and his concern. And he challenged us to be better human beings. It's amazing what three minutes of humanizing communication can do to a group of people. Those three minutes of interaction have remained with me now for several days. In fact, the evening when I got home, I shared that story with my family around the dinner table. And as I did, I got choked up. I couldn't quite get the story out without a few pauses because it was so moving. So I want to ask you leaders, what could you do to communicate care to those that you lead, even if it was just in three minutes? Where could you speak authentically, make eye contact, remind people of purpose, invite others to be a traveling community with you, and to thank others with gratitude and humility? You know, when we parked at our gate and everyone collected their things and began to deboard, I walked up the aisle to the cockpit and I shook the pilot's hand and I said, thank you for humanizing our experience with your announcement before we took off at Denver. And he smiled and he said, it's my pleasure. And I knew that he truly meant it. You know, on my drive home, I realized that I still have a lot of growth that needs to happen in my own life in this area of humanizing leadership. How do I know? Because I kicked myself on the drive home and realizing I walked off the plane and I never got the pilot's name. Instead of referring to him as the pilot, why couldn't I refer to him on a first name basis? I hope I have him on a future flight. And when I do, I'll be sure to get his name this time. We need more leaders like the pilot of my flight. So leaders, humanize the places that you're in. Humanize the people that you're with and call them to something bigger and thank them in the process. You do that 
and you'll be a more resilient leader no matter what you do, no matter what your vocation is. Well, thank you for joining me today. And thank you to Joel Limbowen at Onalim Productions. Joel, as always, produces all the episodes of this podcast. You can check out his great website at onalimproductions.com. You can also visit the show notes to learn more about what he does. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And look to humanize the leadership context that you're in. You do that, and you'll be a resilient leader. Have a great day.